0: It's time to reveal the prize and clue start dates for Cycle Search 2022, presented by Total Media, along with the Tri-State Power Sports Superstore, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. This year's prize is a KO250 dirt bike, along with an accessory package valued at over $4,500. That's right, a KO250 dirt bike, clues begin on Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. There'll be one clue each day, Monday through Friday, till the prize pack is found. Pack is hidden somewhere in the listening area. Be safe when searching, and good luck! It's Cycle Search 2022, sponsored by Total Media and Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Visit BelisioFoods.com careers to learn
1: more. Well, happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to another edition. This is a special edition of The Morning Show right here on Main Street TV. And, of course, today is Monday, which means our good friend Pete Wilson and friends will be here today and with your morning news update and some other things. And of course your morning news update is always brought to you by Nia Henry agent for Appalachia Realty. If you are looking to buy or sell, uh, give Nia a call 740-418-4135, and she'll work hard for you. All right, Pete round of applause
2: Okay, for all
1: of you. All right.
2: Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. Uh, Today, if you'll uh, for part of the show at least, if you'll forgive us, the news uh, the news is about the newspaper. To the a news degree. is
1: about the news, and it is fantastic. Right. You guys yeah. did great.
2: Right. Well, there is a, a annual contest that the Ohio News Media Association uh, does, and the Ohio News Media Association is the main professional association for newspapers in the state. And the on the weekly side of the newspapers, they have a annual contest called the Osmond C. Hooper Contest. The and Hooper. if you are a weekly paper, and weekly paper is defined as anything four times a week or less. Okay. A lot of them are actually once a week. Okay. The telegram is, of course, twice a week. We're kind of, a, kind of an unusual bird. But uh, it gives you a chance to compete against papers across the state in uh, 19 or 20 different categories. Yes. And, uh, you know, it we like to do that because we like to see how we measure up and uh, you know if we win a few awards along the way it's good recognition for our paper and certainly for the individuals who do that work and we hope that's good for the company as well to 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 get that recognition and hopefully uh hopefully uh boost subscriptions and and let people know that that there is something worth reading in the telegram
0: that's for sure but uh,
2: this year in the uh, osmond c hooper contest the awards were announced uh, very recently, and they were publicly revealed in a virtual show Thursday that Mm -hmm. we watched here uh, in our big conference room. Uh, That's when everybody found out exactly what the awards were. They knew that they had won something, but they didn't know what place or who or anything like that. So... um, Seven awards to the Telegram this year. That is above average uh, for newspapers. They divide you into three different divisions based on your circulation. A total of 23 newspapers were in the contest this year, 460 total entries. So, you know, a pretty pretty big field with lots of people entering what they thought were their best work uh, across many categories. Yes. And the awards that we won were as follows. Uh, we won a first place in news coverage. Uh, I'm very, very proud so of that. So that's
1: just the, big, that's, just that's the, just the a, big one.
2: It's a staff award, and it's, it's for everything that is in it is, it is your general news coverage. Everything from hard news to features to sports to community news uh, to, to everything that you might cover. And if we can only win one award, I would want it to be a news coverage because, you know, that is the big one. Sure. That is the big one. Uh, We also uh, won uh, a uh, first place award in Best Local Feature, and that was one that I did. Yeah. Uh, which I'll talk about in just a minute. We also won one in original columns. And uh, Red Thompson Jr., who we've had here on television, he won a first place in original columns.
1: That's so cool.
2: We also won a first place in Best Editorial, and that was Associate Editor Phil Buffington. We won a third place in Best Editorial. That was Red Thompson Jr. We won a second place in Best Page Design, uh, that is a graphics award, but certainly one of the things that makes up a, a good newspaper. And uh, that award was won by our graphics team of Christina Graves and Andy Hudnell. And it happened to be a front page that Andy designed, which we'll talk about in just a little bit.
1: So awesome.
2: And, you know, across the spectrum of, of newspaper coverage, uh, we also won a, a uh, second place award for Best News Photo So
1: that's awesome. Right.
2: And so we'll talk about each one of them. Red uh, Thompson and Phil Buffington are here to talk about what they won, what exactly that was. Maybe some of our readers and viewers will remember those stories. Uh, And of course, we never know uh, what's what we're going to win until we receive uh, the uh, until we receive uh, the news on that. And uh, as I said, that was uh, that was just last week. But um, for the best local feature, uh, which was one that uh, was in the paper uh, last fall. It was about Roger Gilland. And uh, Roger Gilland is uh, one of the only two dairy farm operators left in Jackson County. Operates a dairy farm. Uh, there I used remember to be a, that. There used to be a lot more of them. And there is Roger on his tractor. The reason we wrote the story is because Roger was observing a 60-year anniversary yes. of working on the dairy farm. Uh, I, I remember the story was that uh, his father was injured in an accident on the farm, and as a very young man, I think age 15, he <laughs> had to become full-time involved in, in, the, yes. in, in, the, uh, in the farm operation. Now, you know, he didn't quit school or anything, but he had to, you know, double dip uh, as far as his time goes up very early, working very late, school in between, and just a successful operation. Uh, his son helps him now on the farm. I know he has different relatives, brothers, nieces, and nephews, and whatever that helps so on that. Cool. It's a real story of Americana. We called it America's Milkman, mm. and uh, and uh, I I won the award, but I had something good to write about. You know, you have to have something good to write about, and so uh, yeah. that was one of the awards for best local feature. Uh, we're gonna have. Uh, Uh, I'll only mention it briefly because Red is going to be in here in a minute and Phil is going to be in here in a minute. But the award that Red won for original columns, you have to enter a total of three columns. So you just can't have one good column. you got to have a total of three, and then they judge the three. And uh, Red tends to write about um, human interest stuff in Vinton County. Uh He does tributes to people who have passed. He lets people know about their legacy, why they were important to Vinton County. You have to be really uh, have some experience and have some investments and connections in your community to write those type of of columns you and do. stories and Red certainly does that, so we congratulate him and as I said, he won first place award. They award one through three, and there's more than just three people who are uh, you know entering <clears> entering <throat> entries in each more, of yeah. these divisions exactly and it can vary how many they don't tell us how many, but they award the top three uh, Red also won uh, for a best editorial for an editorial about the need for water in the Garrett Ridge area of Benton County. One of the few areas, you know, in the state where um, because of money, elevation, physical situations, the number of residents, it's just hard to justify spending a lot of money to spread water lines. That doesn't decrease the need. And so Red uh, won an award for writing about that. Phil's first place editorial uh regarded a story that was very big in Jackson County during 2020, and that was the need for a city income tax. And the fact that part of the proceeds of that city income tax would go to fund the police department. Mm-hmm. We won't rehash all that uh, background, but basically the police department lost a big chunk of its funding because of what the auditor's office would allow city funding to be used for and Mayor Randy Evans, give him credit for spearheading it because city income taxes had been rejected in the past, he spearheaded a a city income tax campaign that at least had the support of city council to put it on the ballot, and then for the first time, it was passed by the city electorate by about 54%, 53% to 47%, and that has allowed the police department some of those positions to be restored. Phil wrote about the need for that uh, in his editorial he will be here to talk about that in just a minute. All right, uh, the other awards we won, a uh, little bit more specifics about that. Uh, we Phil also won an award for best news photo, and that was a trial he covered. And here oh, is the picture. I
1: forgot.
2: Here is the picture.
1: <laughs> okay. And, yes. and that kind
2: of tells the story of what the crux of the defense's argument was. Uh, they were defending, Robert Toy, I believe, is the one holding that sign there. Yeah. He was the defense attorney, and his defendant was accused of murder. Yes. And he was trying to make a point that there was some confusion over who actually pulled the trigger. And so you see what the defense attorney did there. He was showing that sign to the jury during his closing arguments, and... Uh, the judges felt that that was a very powerful picture, not only because it was a good photo, but it was all what the story was about. Sure, right. So, you know, Phil will be in to uh, to talk about that. Uh, now, we want to talk about the best page design, and I think we have, uh, we, we can show what that looked like. This page, no, we don't have Don't that. have it. Okay, that page design, and I'll tell you about it, won a second place, and it was a First play, it was a front page design from May 2021, and it, it one of the elements on that page that Andy Hudno, who was part of our graphics team, along with Christina Graves, it was about the graduation at Vinton County High School. Now, Vinton County's colors are maroon and white. Yes. He used a maroon background. He blew up the picture of one of the honor graduates. Uh, he used he superimposed the Vinton County logo behind the text. He used reverse text to make this all stand out. And then there were other elements on that page that he arranged in such a way that uh, that it was very pleasing to the eye and it was also easy to read to follow which story went where sure. and like that. Sometimes things run together and you know, does this picture go with this or whatever? And Andy is very creative. He has added that element to uh, to our page design, and uh, he has created a, a number of good pages. As has Christina, and this one just happened to be an award winner, second place. He is not working this morning, or we would have had him That's on. That's right. He's a very much behind the scenes guy who is very important to what we do. Christina who is a little camera shy, is is here today. But, you know, we would have had to drag her in kicking and screaming.
1: She's not nearly as blabby as the rest of us. right?
2: But but the graphics crew, uh, we consider that they are actually uh, nominally in another department, but they are very much part of the news team. And uh, what happens is, you know, on our end, we report, we edit, we prepare the news, and then it is up to them working with us to make it look as attractive as possible. And that is a big part of a successful newspaper. You pick up, you know, the paper, you see the front page in particular. Is it pleasing to the eye? Can you navigate your way yeah. to the stories? Is it easy to read? And uh, that is not an exact science, and both of those two do, uh, do a great job. I'm going to give you a few statistics on how we've done over the years, Jennifer, and we're, we're very proud of this, and this is a lot of people, not just the people That are on the staff now or the people who have been on the staff in this last one year period that the contest covered but all the way from the time that the telegram was purchased by our current owner Mm -hmm. uh, Alan Stockmeister and uh, and other other uh, part owners uh, it goes back to 2005 uh, of course the paper uh, the roots all the way go back to the late 1800s it actually started out in Colton And then then it moved to Wellston uh, a few years later. Colton was a boomtown. I didn't know whether you knew that in the late 1800s (gasps) because of of coal, of course. Of coal, yeah. Wellston was a boomtown also because of coal. It moved to Wellston, the telegram did, uh, in the 1890s. It stayed in Wellston all the way until 2005 when it was purchased by the current owner. For a while, we had offices in both Jackson and Wellston, now only Jackson, But we started to enter the Hooper contest the very next year after we uh, after we came to Jackson. We had a little bit of a larger staff, and uh, in that period since 2006, we have won uh, we have won a total of 119 awards, which we're very proud of. Uh, This is over a 16 year period, so we're averaging between seven and eight awards per year. Of those 119 awards. 41 of them are first place awards, so we're very proud of that, and for five different times, we have won the top award that you can win in your division. They used to call it the General Excellence Award, and now they call it Newspaper of the Year, and we won that award in 2007, 2009, 2010, 2011, and 2014. We came very close to winning it last year. We finished second, but they don't give you any plaque for second, but I (laughs) I figured up the points. And, you know, we were, we were second there. So, uh, the different categories that you can win in uh, news coverage, special edition or section advertising, newspaper design, community service, community awareness, editorial writing, best editorial, uh, best local feature sports coverage, best sports feature, um, newspaper design, um, uh, page design, uh, best, uh, feature photo, best sports photo, headline writing, that's news story, in-depth reporting, uh, website—all uh, those are, are categories that you uh, yeah. that you can win in. So, uh, Red Thompson Jr. is here now, and Red uh, was Red, very, very su- okay. Red was very successful in the newspaper contest this year, in that he uh, won, uh, yes. as we talked about, won uh, two different awards, and he's going to talk a little bit about you know what motivated him to write his columns that were award-winning columns. And yeah. then, of course, uh, on top of that, uh, got one for Best Editorial. I explained before, before Red came on, and here he is now. Uh, Red has covered Vinton County News beyond <clears> even <throat> the Telegram's ownership. At one time, he was the editor of The Courier in Vinton County, and he knows the folks up there were so lucky that we have somebody who has the connections he does in Vinton County to cover it as well as he does. And when you're at a small newspaper, you've got to do a little bit of everything Red does a little bit of everything for us. He is a big help on the sports side. He loves sports, helps us in Jackson County and Vinton County on the sports, and does a lot of general assignment work, covers several beats. Uh, just a hard worker, uh, very uh, initiative-oriented, uh, volunteers for lots of things and suggests a lot of things on his own, loves what he does. and. Uh, And uh, I'm so glad to see him rewarded in this Cooper contest.
1: Congrats, Red. Mm Woo! Thank you. Thank you, Miss Jennifer. You want everybody this way? Everybody scoot this way.
3: (laughs) Okay, there we go. This is is TV. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was, uh, you talk about people that you're fortunate to meet in life. And, And my column was about Clyde Hall. And he was a very interesting man. Um, he came to Benton County when he was 48 years old. And there he is. Uh, he was uh, a professional man. He was a graduate of the University of Kentucky. Uh, he did a lot of work in labor relations. He was on a construction team that built a factory, a big one, around Lexington somewhere. I cool. Think. Um, And it's very hard to move to a community, especially when you're an older person and get on – some kind of elected officials, and he was on the school board for a long time. And they was lucky to have him. He was a big part of getting the new high school up there, and and there was a lot of professionals on the, the board when it was being built, so they, they really got beautiful schools. They turned out great. And uh, Mr. Hall, uh, he was big in the church, and I went to Kentucky with him one day, and we went down to Alice Lloyd College, and had, had had a good time, and we met we met them, and and uh, he was just a, a guy that uh, he, he he just liked to be involved. He he liked kids. He loved the University of Kentucky Wildcats. He he went to all the ball games, and. Like I said, he wasn't from there. He was from, and he wasn't even from from eastern Kentucky. He was down near the Tennessee border. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he, but he made a big, big impact in Mitten County in the 30, he was there 37 years. And like I said, it's very hard to come there without children and to get elected to the school board. That's pretty, (laughs) but I think people in the county knew he was a professional man and would... um, make contributions and he certainly did and and he had a wonderful wife carolyn and and son steve and i haven't seen him for a while but uh that steve and carolyn was with him when he passed away and it was nice that we could give tribute to such a nice man uh, i know pete knew him and and he, uh, he he's a guy that communities need right and uh, but the fact that you have worked in benton county
2: you know this stuff. It's one thing to uh, write about Clyde Hall at the school board and when the school board does something and when they pass a levy that allows the, the construction of the new high school and other schools. But uh, you, know, you knew in depth that Clyde Hall was one of the people that made it happen. And um, your reporting and your knowledge and your connections allowed you to give that man the credit that he deserved in the community. I know that people on the inside knew but maybe a lot of the general population didn't know. That's right. And you were able to honor Clyde Hall, who was not a native Benton County. And he came in and, you know, sometimes there's resistance uh, when somebody from the outside comes in and and (laughs) tries to do things. And Clyde Hall was the kind of guy who, uh, you know, everybody loved and everybody respected. You're right. I did know him well myself and he was just all for education and trying to make education better in Benton County. And by what you wrote, you saw that he got the credit that he deserved in the paper, not only when he died, which is why you wrote that column, but also when he was living.
3: Well, Clyde was, he was a guy that, uh, you know, a community, like a rural community, a person that's as educated and that, that talented. Uh, he, he was able to find a niche, I guess, and he was very big in the church, and um, and um, he, and the MacArthur, oh, I believe it's the the one beside the courthouse, United Methodist, I believe. It is a Methodist church. I do
2: okay. believe you're, you're right.
3: And he, he was very active there. He was very active with the youth, the scouts. He loved kids. I mean, he just loved all kids. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that stayed young until the very end, when he was 80 years old, he still looked like a 40-year-old. The last few years, you know, he had some health problems, but just a great guy. We're glad we could do something nice for him. So.
2: Right. Well, Red, I <laughs> want you to, real quickly, to mention the Garrett Ridge project yeah. that you wrote the editorial about, your award-winning editorial got a third place. You have written extensively uh, public affairs stories from the commissioners and otherwise. I know you've been out uh, out in the field doing stories too. one of the big needs in Vinton County, and they've come a long way is getting public water into the remote areas. And by public water, we're talking about water lines, uh, from water companies, mainly in Vinton County. It's the Jackson County water company that does a lot of that, but there are still pockets where water is needed. And you went the extra mile to create public awareness about the need in the Garrett Ridge area.
3: Well, it's been a problem. Um, you know, I don't, I don't ask to write editorials very often. I, matter of fact, that's only the second, second or third editorial I've ever written. And the the one of them, the first one was about the need for a new high school, and but I I discussed this with Pete, and I said, you know, they got salt tables, they can't do a well there because they got salt tables. They have, they can't. There's really no other option for those people. It's very high elevations. I don't know if you've ever been out there, but it's like being back in West Virginia in a way. It's very high elevations. It's, matter of fact, Mr. Foster, the general manager of Jackson County Water, they're going to have to replace some stuff they already have to do this. Uh, people that's already got water. He's going to have to go back and dig up those lines, and put in bigger ones so he can run the pressure to these new people. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the Vinton County Schools wrote a letter, the health department. They even they even showed it to the governor, and, and Mrs. Manchin, the ARC director, come there and saw it. And, you know, that's federal, and she controls a lot of money. Yeah. So that's it, – it's really important that they get water. I know Terry Featherworth, the development director, she, she's working at it. John Kerry, the governor's office of Appalachia director, he's involved. Governor DeWine has seen it himself. So hopefully something will get uh, going. They've applied for a $5.8 million grant. And I think it's important that community media outlets, community newspapers, radio stations support these kind of things because that's why we're here. I don't only see us as informants. I, I try to see us as problem solvers. Mm-hmm. There's people who have a problem and water you yeah, know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we take we take
2: it for granted when we it sure comes do. to the faucet. You know, uh, the great yeah. majority of us. Uh,
1: it's magic, but you it, know, it but, just in, shows up. but in
2: some of these remote areas, you know, they're hauling water in and yeah. that sort of thing. And you know, once you get the public water in, it's just not you know to serve a, a handful of residents. You're talking about maybe developing an area, more residents who want to live sure. there. You know, it can have an impact on the economic and community development of an entire area, an entire county. Right and so it's unbelievable that with uh, some with all the money that's been thrown around lately that you know some of these basic needs are not served. Yeah. So I guess I just made an editorial comment uh, by saying that but uh, hopefully uh, the Garrett Ridge project will be will be funded and I give red credit red was the one who initiated the editorial wanted to write it and uh, it seems like once a month he is writing a story about another needed project in Vinton County and the Local officials are working on it, Uh, the commissioners, the uh, development office there in Vinton County, uh, a lot of others who are on the front lines in the public affairs are very aware and they're doing all they can to try to get some grant money in to to be able to uh, pay for these water lines. Well, Red, we want to thank you for yeah. being on the air with us. Thank you, we're going to bring, thank you and congratulations. We're Yes, going to bring,
1: congrats, Red. You're awesome. We're going thank to bring
2: Associate to. Editor Phil Buffington in now to talk about the good work that he did that was uh, rewarded in the Hooper Contest. But, Red, thank you once again for what you did, and we're yes. proud to have you on the staff.
3: Thank you, sir. And wanted to say congratulations to Phil. He did some fine work, and, and we'll find out what he's been up to. And, and thank you guys very much.
1: Thank right. you. Come on over, Phil. Hello. Yay, you get the round of applause, too. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Everybody <yeah>. gets it. <laughs> yeah, Phil, Phil, Phil was one of our individual winners in this last Hooper contest, as yes. I recounted earlier. Just to remind you, Phil won uh, an, a first place award uh, in best editorial. He won a second place award for best, best news photo, yes. which you saw just a, a few minutes ago. Uh, and... Uh, Also, uh, let's see. Of course, Phil was a part of uh, our news coverage team that won first place there. Phil is the associate editor of the Telegram. He's been with us a while. He is my main right-hand man. I count on him. uh, I can count on him to do anything. Probably his forte, though, is public affairs writing. He covers some of our more important governmental beats does a great job on the criminal justice scene, law yeah. enforcement, courts, uh, as good as anybody I've ever worked with on that. And uh, his work has, has been rewarded. Uh, judges that judge these statewide contests have seen this. Uh, he's had awards in the past for in-depth reporting, best news story. It was His news story, uh, one of these news stories last year, won first place in that category. So uh, I'm very lucky to have him on the staff. And we wanted to have him on. To talk about the awards uh, that he won, they just don't happen. They happen because you do top-notch work.
1: That's right.
2: And so, uh, Phil, just like Red, a very vital part of the staff. You, you, when you have a small staff, you have to have all the all those parts <laughs> operating and in sync.
1: You got it. Uh,
2: but uh, Phil, talk about uh, the the first place award uh, that you won for best editorial. That was once again, just like Red, that was something that you initiated. That you wanted to do. It was an above and beyond thing. It wasn't just covering a beat. And I know that your roots with the police department go kind of deep and their situation uh, meant something to you and you put a little bit of yourself into that editorial. And sure. as you can see, uh, it was the best in the state.
4: Yeah. Well, thank you, Pete, for that. Um, with that one in particular, um, that was back before Jackson had passed their income tax <clears throat> and it was getting to. The point where everyone um, began to talk about what the repercussions of the the income tax not being implemented would be and um, with this editorial it was mainly focused on the police department though i did mention you know some of the other uh, bad things that could have happened if it had not been put in place but with the police department um, my dad had worked there uh, from the early 1980s clear up until about 2001 and so I grew up, you know, in and out of there and saw, you know, how good of a police department it always was. Um, and to see a staff that was, you know, as big as it was back in the late 90s, which I think I used one of the pictures from about that time uh, with, with that piece to show how that. huge that staff was back then. Yep. Um, and then to see it, you know, slowly starting to dwindle away and then threats of even more cuts to the point where it would almost be non-existent. I felt that it was important to, to let everybody know, even though it's, nobody wants to pay, you know, extra taxes in a case like that, where you're talking about, you know, not only someone's livelihood, but everyone's protection overall in the city of Jackson. Uh, I felt that it was something that needed to be said. And, um, I got to sit down and talk with, uh, Alan Potter, the former chief. And he's actually the one that mentioned during our interview that, uh, what I ended up using as the headline, the the totality of the circumstances. And um, it's just funny how it all fell in place. I remember when Alan first started with the police department, you know, when I was a kid and I noticed, and I mentioned in the, in, in the uh, op-ed to people like Richie Kaiser, who's there now as a Sergeant. Um, I remember I went to school with Richie. I remember he was a police officer in Wellston. Um, He had been laid off from Wellston when they were in, you know, financial distress. And so I knew that he had already been through something like that. And to see somebody that puts so much of himself out there for everybody, um, all those guys, nobody deserves to to lose their jobs when they're especially, you know, that passionate about it. I'm really glad that everything turned out the way that it did. I hope that, you know, the work I did with that, you know, helped to at least educate people to so that they could make, you know, the right choice when they went to the, to the ballot. But yeah it was uh it was a pleasure to write it. I'm glad that everything worked out the way it did. I'm glad the police department's on the up now. It seems like everything's going back uh, to normal, maybe even better over time. Um, but yeah it was it was something that I was passionate about. I still am. Um, but I was, I was happy to do it, and I'm, I'm glad that everybody else thought that I did a decent job, too. So that's always good.
2: Well, I, w- I want to tell you what the judge wrote on this, uh-huh. okay? So this is coming from the person who looked at all those editorials and sure. decided that this was the best. Wow. The judge noted, and I quote, It isn't easy to take an unpopular stand in taxes since at least the Stamp Act have always been unpopular. This editorial bravely confronts a local tax issue and the consequences the police department faces unless taxpayers agree to lighten their wallets. I'm guessing that it inspired a lot of conversation around Jackson, and that's the essence of a good editorial to get to get people talking and thinking.
1: That's right.
2: So you know, of course, you know we know what the end result was. That income tax was finally passed, yes. and uh, I'm not I, I I'm not going to cite the numbers because I'm afraid I'll be wrong. But because of, of uh, that income tax passing, which this editorial supported, some of the positions that had been eliminated, at least temporarily from the police department, have been restored. Restored, yeah. They're not all the way back. I think they still have either one or two positions because two things happen. There's a long process to hire a police officer.
1: There and people is. People
2: need to be trained and they need to uh, want the job. And right now, Not as many people want to be a police officer, to be honest with you. I mean. So, uh, you know, it's taken a while, but but they are on the way back. It's not going to be as large as it once was because a decision was made. It doesn't need to be that large. But it certainly didn't need to be as small as it was for a short time. I think we were down to maybe six officers at a time when there was three times that many. And I believe we're all aware. That's uh, terrifying. You know, we're going to take off our Chamber of Commerce hats. We're all aware that there's a drug problem around here. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's everywhere. And, you know, uh, the presence of the police department is so important, uh, both to be proactive and reactive when, when, when these things happen. And we've talked about, we've had coverage in the paper recently of some of the recent drug busts that the Jackson Police Department has done. And I know that Interim Chief Brent Hinch, yep. uh, with a, a couple extra people he now has online, is dedicated and committed to fighting the drug trafficking as one of his priorities.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, well, Phil, let's talk about this. Um, talk about that court case. Uh, <laughs> the picture. <laughs> on what, what, yeah, what led you to, to, to take that picture and uh, that uh, one second place? And the judge had some kind things to say about that as well.
4: Okay, well, that one in particular was um, a murder a murder trial here. It was about, I think it was last May when it finally wrapped up. Um, involving a Wheelersburg man, Lonnie Sheets. Um, He was actually a co-defendant with his wife, who was tried later on in the year, I think in December. Um, But this, I do believe, was during the closing arguments, and the picture depicts uh, Lonnie Sheets' defense attorney, Bob Toy, who now I think works in the Nelsonville area as the solicitor there. Um, But, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot the defense could lean on, Uh, it was a lot of probable call or, uh, reasonable doubt rather. Uh, so he, he did have a number of these signs. This one in particular was, uh, the crux of all that because nobody actually witnessed the murders in question. There were two murders, one attempted, um, that Lonnie was ultimately convicted of and sentenced to life in prison. Um, so, I mean, Bob had his work cut out for him there, uh, So he was pleading with these signs to the jury to consider the fact that, you know, though the, the evidence was pretty substantial against Lonnie. They, they didn't in the end actually know who pulled the trigger other than, you know, what, what others had said. So it was a, a very rare situation in a courtroom to see a visual aid like that, that, you know, puts it out there in such plain terms. I mean, he could have easily just said that, but to have that sign there, I knew that that was, I, I knew when I took the picture that it was probably going to get some attention. So,
1: well, and it also turned into some fancy Facebook memes as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway,
2: yeah. the, the judge said this any image taken during a trial should reflect the pivotal moment of the case. I think that was probably during defense closing argument. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The photographer, Phil, understood the power of the prosecutor holding the key question that the jurors needed to focus on. So it wasn't just, you know, the impact of the picture. It was what the picture represented, which was the defense attorney's argument trying to show some doubt. Right. That's what they always do. Uh, and in this case, as Phil said, nobody saw anybody pull the trigger. And so how can you be totally sure, try to get reasonable doubt, you've got to give uh, attorney toy credit for doing his Absolutely. best there. Yeah. So, uh, but Phil, as I said before, is our main man on the court beat, our main man on the, on the law enforcement beat. He's done a great job covering those things. We know that there's great public interest on uh, on both sides. You know, when, uh, when somebody is arrested, when there's crimes that are uh, occurring, people want to know about it. We always get a lot of attention when we write those stories. And we uh, also uh, put links on social media and on our website. Right. And then Phil has really stepped up our coverage on the court side. He's learned how to navigate uh, the court view site where A lot of the things are online now, including some of the live proceedings.
1: Yeah. This is
2: for anybody, but, you know, obviously it's good for our newspaper. Sure. Phil's learned how to navigate that, does a great job reporting in depth and in detail uh, how these things work with his background, and his knowledge, and his smarts. He knows how to write these things and has really, uh, really brought top-notch coverage in this area to our paper. And so I'm very glad to see him get this recognition of, from the Hooper contest. It's not the first time he's won awards. Very happy, very proud that he is our associate editor and such a key part of our news team here. And you know, I go back to that first place in news coverage. Big, 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 big component is Phil Buffington. So that's right. Phil, congratulations. Thank yeah, you
1: congratulations. Thank you very much.
2: Right. Well, we appreciate you coming in. We're no gonna problem. talk, we're gonna talk about some of the other news as well. Um
1: Next time, bring that little boy with you.
2: I'll do my best. He's <laughs> sick right now, so
4: hopefully he'll be getting better
2: soon. All right. Well, Thanks, I t- guys. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so very much. much, Phil. He's
1: probably going to be president someday, so he's got the, the swagger.
4: Right.
1: He has the gift of gab, that's for sure.
2: All right. So uh, we're going to switch now to some of the regular news. We have time to hit some of the highlights, and then uh, we're going to have two of our other news staffers in to talk about some things they just covered that okay. uh, you have seen or will see uh, in the papers in the very near future. But uh, one of the top things that we wanted to talk about was on the sports side. Okay. Because, uh, you know, basketball tournament. Yes. Well, now we're down to one team, which is unfortunate because at the weekend started, we had two. Yep. So we'll talk about the team we don't have anymore. And and they do need to be talked about, the Vinton County Lady Vikings, state tournament finalists last year yep. went all the way to the last game before they That's lost right this year they ran into an outstanding team in the district uh in the district semifinals which mm-hmm. were last friday night at ross southeastern high school and this is cameron zinn she's the one with the basketball one of the seniors for this outstanding vinton county team uh dribbling the ball against a defender from foreignville sheridan this was the team that vinton county upset last year yes to get to the state tournament. Well, this year, Thornville-Sheridan had most of their ladies back in addition to a couple of new ones who were very good, too, that were on the team that were not on the team last year. Gotcha. And Benton County ended up losing this game uh, by a score of 63-34, to 34, a very impressive performance by Thornville-Sheridan. They've got to uh, win another game in the district and then go to the regional before they get to the state. But I'm thinking they may be another area team that is good enough to go to the state tournament. But Vinton County ended the season uh, with a record of 17-5. and Uh, They won the sectional championship. They won an undisputed TVC Ohio title again. And Cameron Zinn, Tegan Bartow, uh, Lacey Williams, Riley Usley, and Sidney Smith are the five seniors that are graduating. All of them played a key role in Vinton County having the best run of girls basketball in their school's history. And sending the first ever basketball team, boys or girls, to the state tournament, which is the ultimate. So we want to congratulate the Lady Vikings That's uh, right. on their season. Uh, particularly, uh, throw our hats off to those five seniors, Coach Brent Jones, and uh, the coaching staff. Uh, of course, uh, I know that they had a JV team that only lost one game last year. So I don't think I think they're going to be a factor <laughs> next season as well. I think you're right. So, uh, we're going to have in-depth coverage of uh, the Vinton County Lady Vikings uh, tournament game against Foreign View Sheridan in our Wednesday paper. We already have some stuff on Facebook, some preliminaries to whet your appetite. All right. The team that we have left are the Jackson Ironmen and Coach Max Morrow's Jackson Ironmen. It wasn't supposed to happen. I
1: was going to say. Jackson. That's awesome. Jackson
2: began the tournament with a record of 11 and 11. All right. No, make it 10 10 and 11. 10 and 11. They have won two games now in the in the uh, one game in the sectional tournament, one game in the district semifinal, and they weren't supposed to win either game. Well, they're uh, proving all the experts and the coaches wrong because the coaches decide the seedings, and that determines, you know, who plays who and whatever. Jackson was the 12th seeded team in the district. That's more than halfway up. Yeah. One is first and about 19 is last. Yes. All right. Jackson beat the fifth seeded team last weekend, Fairfield Union, on the road. Remember that? Yes. All right, 37 to 32. Well, last Saturday uh, at Ross Southeastern High School, it was considered a district semifinal game. They played Logan Elm, which was considered the fourth seed. In other words, a little bit better than Fairfield Union. This was on a neutral court, and Jackson Ironman won the game 53 to 39. They really were outstanding in the fourth quarter, especially. Wow. And I mean this is a team, uh, you got to give credit to the coaches and the players. This is a team where uh, two of their best play- one one of their best players was not able to play all year. Another one of their best players named Drew Bragg has been limited uh, because of a medical mental, mental uh, a medical physical condition type issue. Yeah. He has been able to play a little bit here towards the end of the season, and he made a difference in this game. He scored 13 points. Wow. But the picture that you saw up there, that was Logan Miller, who was driving through uh, a basket. There he is. He scored 17 points, and Logan Miller did not play until the last couple weeks of the season because of a knee injury. Oh, no. So they were playing without him. Now, there's another young man named Tristan Prater. You've heard his name in football, Out one of the best receivers to ever play at Jackson High School. He played basketball and was not considered to be one of the main guys, important, but not one of the main guys. He had to step up this year because of these other personnel situations. He became Jackson's leading scorer and best ball handler. Oh, you're kidding. Well, he broke (laughs) his foot three weeks ago, and now he can't play at all. (laughs) <laughs> so this team has had to un- un- overcome all this adversity. Well, they've
1: had to change a lot right, throughout the year. Right. Yeah. And
2: so this is a revamped lineup that's been able to do this in the tournament. Big crowd at Ross Southeastern got a standing ovation from the Jackson fans. It was so exciting to see. Uh, we're going to have uh, coverage, of course, in-depth coverage uh, on in our Wednesday paper as well. Uh, sports editor Todd Compton and uh, Red Thompson Jr., photographer, were there. I was there along with Dan Morrow and Dan Dobbins to broadcast it. We will be there, of course, to broadcast the next game, which will be this Friday. No, let's see. When will that be? So I was going to ask you. It'll be Friday at 6.30 p.m. against Waverly, and Waverly is the top-seeded team you can't get. Oh, man. That is the best team in the whole area.
3: And Jackson,
2: guess what? They will be big underdogs, so we will see what happens there. Now, Red Thompson Jr. was able to catch up with a couple of the players after the game. Drew Bragg, who I referenced, and also Logan Miller, who had 17 points to lead the team. Drew had 13, playing about only half the time. Wow. He was able to interview both of them after the game, and I believe we have that video okay. for you right now.
3: Cool. All right, Drew and Logan, uh, a lot of times this year when the Ironman was playing, you guys weren't there. <laughs> now you are here, and you made a big impact down the stretch. Uh, what was it like? Uh, missing a lot of the season, I know it was painful and now coming back and, and making, making major contributions. Yeah, just
4: sitting on the bench and watching my team try to do it out without me, it's really it really did hurt. And I knew whenever I came back I was gonna make an impact, so it just it's <laughs> really good feeling to be back. Yeah,
5: it feels good to be back. I mean playing with some friends and it's just good to be back trying to help
0: uh Jackson win a district title.
3: Guys, when you get down, when bad stuff happens, when you're a high school athlete, you think nothing bad's ever gonna happen. But when it does, what drove you to come back this season? I mean, we all we all know you're gonna face adversity, <laughs>
0: and that's what our, our team has faced adversity this whole year with people being sick, hurt, injured. I mean, it's. I feel like we've got the bad uh, end of the stick so far this year. But hey, we're we're peaking at the right time, and it's fine.
3: Logan, what was it like to get off to that big start? Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> I knew I had the height advantage out there, and it, it really felt good to get out there and get us going, and the momentum going. And it's just just what I know I can do, so I go out there and do it every game.
3: And uh, you got a tall order coming up. Uh, what you talked about, Waverly?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, we're we're the 12th seed. We're playing with house money, so I mean, we're here. We're happy to be here, and we're gonna see
2: what we can do next week.
3: Yeah. Okay, guys. Congratulations. Great game today, man.
2: Thank you. Okay, that was Drew Bragg on the left in the jersey number 10 and okay. Logan Miller on the right. And they are just two of the reasons why Jackson is uh, turning some heads and some surprising some people in the district yeah. tournament. So just one team left. It's the Ironmen. We will certainly stick with them the rest of the way. And once again, Waverly, 6 30 p.m. Uh, game time it'll be about 6 10 p.m broadcast time on wkov 96.7
1: fm on your radio or
2: streaming there as you well. go you many can, ways to watch now you
1: can tune in a lot of different ways
2: all right well one of the things you know that we've always emphasized covering is the breaking news well you of know, course when you know when it when it's out there happening we want to be able to report it we want to re, want to report it as fast as we can and one of the new ways that we can do it uh is Uh, You know, on the scene videos. And uh, Jeremiah Shaver, come on over, Jeremiah.
1: Yeah, come on over, buddy.
6: Hey, guys, good morning
1: good morning hey, jeremiah
2: just joined our staff last yeah, week and he welcome. has he has really hit the ground running uh we've had him uh, working doing lots of different things that's always going to be the case at a small paper everybody is a general assignment reporter
1: we but, also made him drink energy drinks uh, yeah.
2: uh, oh see I, he, 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 <laughs> he he knows that anything can happen <laughs> but uh uh jeremiah one of the best things that he does he's uh, really known for this in this county is uh, his news videos, yeah. which, uh, you know, a lot of them are Facebook Live on the scene. Yep. Uh, last Friday, uh, he, I think he was on the way to lunch. He heard about a wreck. Out on- <laughs> Darn
1: it, I was hungry. Right,
2: right. Dedication, right? <laughs> State Route 32, just outside town. And Jeremiah went out there and did a video. Got a lot of uh, what we call hits yes. out there. A lot of people was noticing that. wasn't a whole lot. I we, watched it. Okay, well, wasn't a whole lot we could say at first, but you knew that it was happening. Sure. And what it does, it sets us up for follow-up coverage, detailed, you know, on our paid sites, our website, and also our uh, newspaper. Now, in this right. case, it was a little late to get the details to the newspaper. We did have something in the newspaper. We will have more details uh, in our Wednesday paper, the names and like that. We appreciate the highway patrol for getting that information to us. That's right. But, uh, but Jeremiah, uh, he's become a, uh, really a, a, an expert on these news videos on the scene. He's done them for a long time. He knows how to do them. We're so glad that he's a member of the team now. Got tell, it. tell us about the wreck out on SR 32 in May, you wrote for the folks who haven't been able to follow up on your initial video.
6: Okay. Thank you, Pete. Um, yeah, like you was saying, I, I had actually just walked out the door. I was heading to lunch uh, just before noon on Friday, sure. February 25th. And uh, I, I turned my scanner on. I have a little app on my phone
0: and oh, uh, okay. just
6: kind of listened in. Sometimes you can hear stuff, sometimes you can't. And uh, I happened to turn it on just in time to catch where the crash was at and like Pete said, it was out on State Route, uh, that intersection there, State Route 32 and Mayhew Road. There's been a lot of crashes There's there over a the years. lot
1: of crashes. Um, yeah, I've
6: covered unfortunately. several out there. Worse worse than this one. Um, we were fortunate there was no injuries uh, in this crash. It looks bad, yeah, though. You can see uh, see this, uh, this picture that James has up here. This is just kind of a photo of the scene out there. They were working to get it all cleaned up. Um, so, so what happened out there, this was another one of the scenarios where uh, a person, they, they failed to yield from the stop sign. So in this photo where you can see the fire truck setting, um, that's where uh, this individual, uh, Wanda Edwards, 54 Crown City, um, she was sitting there at that stop sign in a black, uh, it was a 2015 Ford Escape. And she uh Yeah, there it is. And she uh, failed to yield the right away from the stop sign and she... Began to cross, across uh, 32 there like most people do, and she struck um, another vehicle. It was a red, uh, let's see, it was a red 2007 Chevy Cobalt in the passenger side here. Wow. Um, This one was actually being driven by somebody local. This was Aaron Hagen, 24, of Hamden. And uh, like I said, neither neither one of the individuals uh, received any injuries. Nobody was transported.
1: That's unbelievable, um, yeah, looking at the vehicles. Right.
6: Uh, usually it's a lot worse out there at these intersections yeah. when these crashes happen. Usually somebody has to be um, you know, cut out of the vehicle. For or sure. Something of that nature. So we were very, very fortunate out there. Um, we had the Ohio State Highway Patrol on scene, the Jackson Fire Department, Jackson County Sheriff's Office, Jackson County EMS. And uh, the scene was cleared shortly before 1 p.m. Uh, it happened it was 1206 okay and like i said i was leaving just before noon so i got out there did a little video um live on facebook it was on uh, my news personality page as well as the telegram page the telegram news uh, just to let people know if they were heading that direction you know slow down right a lot of people no, there was no road closure that i'm aware of just uh, reduced to one lane right there because okay. of the way the vehicles landed um, the one was well. They were both kind of in the median, as you saw from the photos. So, um, I just can't just,
1: believe that no one was hurt.
6: Yeah, no, nobody was hurt, and uh, they were both there, standing alongside the road when I when I showed up. So, but the the patrol wants to remind motorists um, not to drive distracted and always wear their safety belts. Yes,
0: please.
6: and uh, the crash remains under investigation by the Jackson Post of the Highway State Patrol but um, it's expected that Edwards will be cited for fire sure. to yield. So, okay. Well, that kind of wraps it up. Uh, right. we'll, we'll have photos and uh, this complete story in um, a future edition of the telegram.
2: Right. And uh, this leads me into uh, another point that I know I've made, and I'm going to keep making it because I think it's important. Uh, you know, we might have a news video, and it might be – right then. Now, of course, we're not going to be at everything. We would sure. be lucky to know about these things right when they happen. But uh, Jeremiah and others could, could do these videos, and they that would be instantaneous reporting. All right, it is true that we will follow up with details uh, in the print edition of the paper. We come out Wednesday and Wednesday and Saturday. Okay. However, we are emphasizing, we have emphasized, and we'll emphasize even more in the future our electronic platforms that's our newspaper website Mm. that's right right and we we're not going to wait to put the story online uh wednesday after it's in the print edition sure it won't be every story going on the website immediately we do or or that's all all we would do put stories on the website we're going to do it in a in an organized way but a breaking news story we want to put it out on the website (laughs) immediately you don't have to wait for the print edition and if you are a subscriber uh, you can pick up, you know, the online edition of the paper, which has stories posted as well as what we call our e-edition. And that is the entire paper that okay. was printed previous. Yeah. And they're all on there. They're archived. And so if you are a subscriber and a print-only subscriber, we urge you to get the online option. Please. Uh, uh, it. it, it it is no extra cost. You can get just online if you want. That's now, right. And some people, you know, uh, you know, they're not computer savvy. Uh, they don't want to look at a newspaper that way. The print edition is 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 still there and always will be there, at least for the foreseeable future. But we want to emphasize that when you go to our website, thetelegramnews.com, there will be stories on there that are on there well before they're in our print edition. Yep. So, uh Jeremiah uh, will, uh, with the videos that he does, he loves to do them and he's very good at them. You will see more and more of those there as we can, as we can work them in. And uh, this video that he did of the wreck out there, that's just an example of the work that you're going to see in the future. Uh, now, this was not on our Telegram website or Facebook. Uh, we're not putting videos on our website yet. You know, maybe sometime in the future we'll be able to do that. We're trying to do all we can to that's right. serve our readers, viewers, listeners, etc. cetera. Uh, but uh, we, you're going to see, you know, more videos too. We want to serve you across all the so-called media platforms that we can and give you the news when it is the news, not the olds. That's, yes. that's, the, that's, New. that's New. the goal that we're going to try to do.
6: If I could note real quick, Pete. Um, So after this crash uh, happened, I did come back to the office and I did get some general information up with a photo on our website. I forgot to mention this. Thank you for reminding me, Pete. And then later in the afternoon, once I had the full information with names and everything, we also got that up uh, on the website too. So that's the telegramnews.com. Something I'm going to try to bring to the website and the digital stuff, um, kind of a motto I always practice in my decade of doing this is something called digital first print best and uh, that's something that I'm going to try to uh, try to
2: strive towards sure. so, Makes but,
1: sense. Uh,
2: thanks thanks for having me on this morning Pete. all right thank, we'll- thank you Jeremiah thank you. very much for, for what you do and I will tell you Jeremiah uh, of course has a history of with local journalism mm-hmm. here with local papers before he came here uh, 10 plus years working so he does bring experience and Jeremiah even though he wasn't part of our team for this last Hooper contest mm-hmm he's won his fair share of awards in the past that's so right. we, we're bringing more expertise to Yay. the staff with him being part of our team thank yes, you
6: yes thank you yeah I there was um, I've won a few first place over the years um several years ago there was a first place it was the first category um, that year it was best news story and I won first place in our division out of the whole state
1: that's awesome So that, I think I was like
6: 20, or 2017. I think it was the first year for that category. So that was that was exciting. Yeah. And there's been a couple of first place photos and second place, third place, stuff good like that. Good job. So, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm excited to be a part of uh, Total Media and the Telegram News and
2: look forward to well, we are what's just, to come. So. Right. Well, we're just excited that you're with us. And yep. we, you'll, make us you'll make us even better. And we appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. I mean. All right. Well, very, very good then. Um, we had some other things that we could talk about on the news. I, I, one other thing I want to mention is uh, we had Melissa Miller in yes. on, on Friday, Friday and I got to hear a little bit of that, but I know that was a lot of information to throw at you, but very important. I think it's you'll say, I know she was prepared and gave a good report to all of her staff.
1: important and people have no idea.
2: But, but that story, uh, was our main front page, uh, item. I considered it our lead item in Saturday's paper. We've got that posted online on the telegramnews.com. We've, uh, uh, shared uh, uh, a link on Facebook mm-hmm. as well, so we urge you not just to buy a paper to help us out, but to read that story because it is a very important it kind is, of behind-the-scenes yes. issue.
1: Something here that you in have Jackson no County, no idea about.
2: Right, and it, it not only should you know about it that that's part of what our mission is. It isn't just covering the news, but it is exploring important issues as right. well. And when you have folks, you know, like you've heard from today helping me do this, uh, you know, we hopefully will have a chance to, to do that. And our own James Hamilton, uh, who is uh, back behind the scenes on production. Uh, there isn't anybody put it that does better putting together, produce video. Yep. There isn't any better photographer than James Hamilton. And even though he's not technically part of our staff, he contributes mightily. That's to exactly our
1: staff. right. You're so not we, kidding. We
2: appreciate that. Uh, we only have a couple minutes, but we're going to bring over real quickly Come on, Alex! another valued member of our team. And I'm not kidding you. They are all valued. Uh, Alex uh, Shope, our editorial assistant, uh, came on board uh, late last spring. Yes. And he has just been fantastic, uh, stepping into a very important role. We call it editorial assistant, but I'm going to throw out general assignment reporter. You have to do what you have to do. And probably Alex moves more copy than anybody else, whether he's uh, processing it, uh, editing it, uh, rewriting it, uh, writing a lot of his own copy, going out and doing reporting as well, which was a a big bonus for us that he can Mm -hmm. do that. Um, Covered a city council meeting for me uh, when I couldn't be two places at once not too long ago. Uh, Maybe to his disadvantage, I found out that he can do that. (laughs) So (laughs) Uh, Shoot. <laughs> but, but anyway, we don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to let you know something that was coming here in a future edition of the paper. Uh, we had it. We were talking about it on the TV before when we had the friends of Lake Catherine folks in, Bill yes. Martin and Joe Finch. Well, Alex Shope, he is a volunteer initiative guy. I love that. He said, well, can I go out and cover the winter hike on Saturday? And awesome. I only I gave him one. I gave him one uh, provision. Don't fall and break your yeah, ankle because I can't. Break I can't afford to lose you. And he came back with the both legs and ankles. <laughs> One working. piece, all right. But, but uh, he's going to touch briefly on what he saw out there and talk a little bit about the coverage that will be coming in a future edition of the cool. Telegram.
5: Well, I mean, there was no like physical marks or anything, but the emotional toll was very
2: high. <laughs> uh, the,
5: the two mile two mile hike. I'm not as good as I once was. I guess. But, um, no, it, it's uh, being it my it being my first trip out to Lake Catherine. Uh, it was pretty impressive to see that 15 minutes away, there's still the same vistas and cliff sides like yep. you will see at Hocking Hills. That's things right. Like that, which Hocking Hills is amazing, but uh, I don't think people know or really are aware that something just as wonderful is just right, right around the corner. Um, but there, there were uh, lots of. ODNR officials there uh, just showing like uh, off the shag bark hickories and uh, the umbrella these umbrella magnolias that mm-hmm. are apparently yeah. very rare. They are and they're um, here.
2: Yes, the the northernmost approach of those magnolias yes. is mm-hmm. what I've always been told.
5: Yep. But uh, in, in the spring, in the springtime, I'm really excited to go back because there's uh, some pretty rare flowers and that's right. Uh, orchids, uh, wildflowers. Flowers. Yep. Yes. Yes but um when i, I went there and um, saw all kinds of nice stuff did get i'm stuttering um, i did get a picture of a, a beaver
2: um a yeah, little fella think, yeah look little,
1: how cute <laughs> yeah. he's cute until yeah. he messes up your, <laughs> your yeah the little bond.
2: fella oh, <laughs> those are smart beavers at Lake Catherine they know they're safe they, yeah right <laughs> oh yeah
5: i'm sure but. No the the little fella swam swam pretty much right up to me until I spoke to him and then he kind of dunked
1: under but um, He didn't think you were as cute as you thought he was cute oh, right Oh good lord no <laughs> No um,
5: but no I, I met some really good people um ODN, some ODNR folks yeah. really really knowledgeable about what they were talking about um a guy from Columbus had come down for this um Dean Gorsick uh he was he was a really good guy and after the um, inevitable Sasquatch in the Wood comments. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I get those a lot. Um, <laughs> you
1: are a tall drink of water. I'll give you that.
5: But after those general comments, uh, we had some pretty nice, uh, some nice dialogue. And yeah. Just, it was just a really enjoyable time, and I'm, I'm really happy and really thankful for uh, the friends of Lake Catherine. Um, they're, they're very wonderful people. Uh, sure. I really enjoyed talking to Mr. Reinhardt and Mr. Martin. Yeah. Uh, just this it was just a really enjoyable time good
2: right i tell you it is a jewel there oh. at Lake catherine if you haven't you know been there or walked the trails and i know it's just not uh, you know it's not like uh, it's built up real well it's pretty rough but it's definitely scenic it is uh, very gorgeous. wild and the views of the lake are just breathtaking they um, are so uh but anyway uh We wanted to uh, shed or shine. That's right. We wanted to shine the light on Lake Catherine uh, and have somebody actually take the hike. uh, And Alex actually volunteered to do that, so we can that guy did it. We can look forward to that. We can look forward to that coverage. And uh, uh, Alex is going to be. Alex has been and will be a very important part of our team uh, because he is willing to do anything. And better yet, he seemingly can do anything.
1: There you go. So
2: uh, I am very happy that he is a part of our team. I am so blessed. All these people that you heard about, heard from and heard about today, they are, they are fantastic. And that is why we've been able to do fairly well in the Hooper contest.
1: Well, Pete, yes, but they also have a great leader.
2: Well, (laughs) um, I'm getting up there, but my brain hasn't turned to mush yet. And the Lord has, the good Lord has blessed me with fairly good health
1: well there you go so
2: yeah and and i do have a i do have a passion for it because i know it's important and i and the listeners and the viewers will probably get tired of me saying that it's important
1: no they they understand and that's why you receive the credit that you do and you are amazing well
2: i i appreciate that jennifer appreciate your support and the chance to talk about the newspaper the radio and all parts of total media on 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 tv and thank you for what you do because nobody nobody could do do it as well as you. That's, oh, sure that, they that's can. A, you, well, I mean, my gosh, you can talk about anything from uh, beavers to bistros. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thank, thank you very much. No,
1: thank you and congratulations to you, the entire staff um, and all of the hard work and, and things that they do. Um, it certainly takes an army and you have a small one, but a very, very powerful one. Certainly
2: do. Yes, We are blessed. That's
1: right. That's right. All right. Uh, let's see. We are um, out of time, but we have to do the cycle search clue, right, James? Yes. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, Thank you. Alex. Um, all right. So today, oh, this is starts week three of the cycle search, Pete. Okay. Can you believe it? Um, and I will say that today's clue is brought to you by HER Realtors and McDonald's of Jackson and O'Kill. And don't forget that the cycle search is brought to you by Total Media and, of course, Honda, Suzuki, Polaris, Can-Am of Jackson. And listen to these clues because they will lead you to this prize pack for the KO 250 dirt bike with the accessories package. Okay. Today, clue number 11. Are you ready? It's a new week, and the keys remain hidden to learn the location you need to keep listening. Okay,
2: I, I. That's fair. You better keep listening.
1: Better keep listening. That's right. the best advice we can give you today. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Well, Pete, thank you and congratulations once again. We appreciate you so much, and um, we cannot be more proud of you.
2: Well, thank you so much.
1: I appreciate that. Of course. All right. Well, have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll be right back here tomorrow. Hey, before we go, yes. I-
0: jj hail yay who, uh, got to go down to
1: nashville and hang out with big d and bubba he did that's so cool <laughs>
0: sorry my mic was off so nobody heard what i just said uh shout out to jj he was down in nashville last week and got to yes. hang out with big d and bubba who of course are the morning show hosts on 97.7 the bowl
2: america's best country
1: that's right pretty cool stuff
2: okay he's uh He's uh, with a great crowd down there. Now we need to get his autograph, right? Well, well, you need to get him on the air to talk
1: about it. We do. Right, right. Okay. We do. All right. Have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.